is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kalen, as always. It is, what is it, Wednesday? It's 6-9. Nice. June 9th. Nice. Happy sex day. Ooh. Happy 6-9. I was thinking Takashi 6-9. <laughs> Takashi 6-9. Uh, yeah, I mean, happy 6-9, guys. It's it's a great day. It's like fucking 90 degrees out. It, I yes. sat outside for literally 20 minutes today, and I was dripping sweat. So, I, it's Dude, it's just been so fucking humid when it's been hot, and I'm not a fan of that. I've just been inside, sitting in my air conditioning, doing nothing for the past three days. <laughs> Jack is like, he hates the sun. I hate the you're, sun. I hate warm weather. Like, you're like the guy in uh, in bench warmers that like eats the sunscreen. Yes. Dude, I packed on this ex- extra poundage for cold weather, not for the heat. Okay, I'm not prepared for this. It's funny. Heather and I are going to Saugatuck this weekend, and um, <laughs> she's like, "You better get on Amazon and prime some swim trunks because none of these ones that you have from last year fit you." <laughs> oh my so, God. I, so I was able to prime some this morning, and I've actually got them coming tonight. Amazon Prime is incredible. <laughs> Dude, Amazon Prime is crazy. Like, it's you can awesome. order stuff, and it's there. And, I mean, well, there's a couple things, too, that, like, I, I know I have buddies in Chicago that they order stuff, and it'll be there in two hours. They have two-hour delivery, not two-day delivery. Unbelievable. Really? Prime's taking over. Now, if they could, like, you know, deliver a couple five-stars to Michigan – that would be pretty cool because that, that we need that shit on speed dial. What I, a I love, delivery. I love that video that you made and put up on on the socials today. That was incredible. I was like, did Rome make this? Like, I know he's <laughs> I know he's kind of clever with the social media, but I'm like, maybe he took it from somewhere. But he, I I texted you and you're like, yeah, I was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, check out Blue by Ninety on Twitter and Instagram. You'll be able to see what we're talking about. It's pretty funny. Laughing at our uh, own pain, causing quite a stir in the comments too. I know, I know. Um, yeah, I well, I'm I find myself in, as a 29 year old watching TikTok way more than I should, uh, and so I got I got the part of the idea from TikTok, but um, the the slices part, but uh, yeah, it was it, it's a, it was a solid one. It was a solid in, one. incredible artwork there. Um, but yeah, I mean, so to segue into that a little bit, I thought that was a pretty good segue I had there mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. uh, you know, five stars galore at Ohio State, Michigan. A, I think so. Here's the first thing I want to touch on is the I, I don't even know what star he was, but Jay Toya, the D tackle that was yeah. A lock, according to every single Michigan beat writer out there, to Michigan. It was like, oh, he's coming this weekend, you know, coming straight from from UCLA to Michigan. He's going to commit while he's here. He leaves Michigan, uses the picture that he took in the Michigan locker room, and uses it to commit to UCLA. How about that? (laughs) 
What a kick he's like, in the they, he's like, they get great photos over at Michigan. I'm just going to get this ready, send it over to UCLA. They'll edit it up and put it up, and we'll, we'll commit. I mean, that's wild, man. That, that, that is incredible. The day after, right? The day after he went the on a The day after. He literally took the pictures like 24 hours prior. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. And, I mean, Nua is, like, in some of the photos, too, and he just, like, cropped yeah, them out. I thought out. they were boys or something. Yeah, like, it was, I mean, and, and I get it. A lot of people are saying, yeah, you know, he's from California. He's, like, trying to stay home, so his family. All right, I, I still, US, UCLA sucks at football. It's the fucking Pac-12, guys. <laughs> like, we really can't out-recruit a D-lineman over the Pac-12 at this point? Well, as I was say, that's another guy that's transferring to a rival. I mean, he he was at USC. He's going to UCLA. Like, really? That I I just I I don't know. I, I'm starting. I mean, not starting, but I'm solidifying my that I've lost my faith in Sean Nua. I I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like, where do you guys stand? Is, where I mean, we got to be better recruiting. Like, we what's our pitch there? We drop a bag, give a good pitch, do something. We need D tackles so badly. I mean, I'm I'm still on my roll from last week. I'm just I don't care anymore, <laughs> so I don't really give a shit. <laughs> oh gosh. But uh, um, I don't know. Well, I'm I'm like whatever. Let's see what happens this fall, and you know, I'm just so I'm so numb to it all that uh, I have no opinion. So I apologize. Go ahead, Kalen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I don't want to just totally 100% discount Sean Noah because he has brought in some. You know, some decent looking four star recruits, Braden McGregor, Rayshon Benny, some of those guys he's been out there, uh, you know, so, yeah, he missed on this guy and a number of other guys. But, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. I guess I know. I I just I just find it. And maybe that's on like the Michigan beat writers, too. But it just feels like, you know, Michigan or Ohio State just got four star Caleb Brown, uh, wide receiver who was choosing between Ohio State and Michigan. And he's like a top 100 wide receiver, top 100 player. I think he's like a top 10 wide receiver. And then Michigan misses out on this lock that is like, oh, it's obvious <laughs> that he's going. And it's at a position that we desperately need. You know, it's just it, it just seems to be kicking the nuts after kicking the nuts right now. Uh, just poor timing. I, <laughs> I, poor timing. I'm moving more towards having Jack stance. I'll say that. You should. It's great over here. It's a great time. Just enjoying uh, a cold beer and mm-hmm. the sunshine and not going to let it ruin his boat time this weekend in Saugatuck. That's right, dude. Post-nap beers. Post-nap post everything is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, so uh, recruiting aside, um, you know, there was more news about Michigan and Ohio State out there. Um a couple things that I so there were a couple things that I wanted to talk about. This might be just a Michigan and Ohio State podcast today, but Love it. Um, another thing that we posted on the social was the the view of Michigan Stadium after I think it was the 2019 uh, Michigan Ohio State game, and it's like a sea of red. And we put out there, you know, don't buy or don't sell your Ohio State tickets to Ohio State fans. All this stuff. I, we got a lot of play on it. A lot of people agreed, for sure. I'd say vast majority agreed. But then there's, like, a decently significant amount of fans out there that are like, you know what, they need to win. If they don't want, you know, if they don't win, then 
you know, just win, just win. And then I'll, I'll keep my tickets. I won't sell them. I, here's my opinion. And then I want to get your guys's. My opinion is that sounds to me like my little league coach telling me just throw strikes, <laughs> just throw strikes. <laughs> like it's that easy, right? Like no shit. They're trying to win. No shit. I'm trying to throw strikes, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just like, Oh, Oh, they should win. I hadn't thought of that. No fucking shit. Let's so, try that next time around. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? Like, oh, okay. I think we should tell Jim that that he should try to win. So, I don't know. I want your guys' thoughts. Like, you know, is it an obligation for season ticket holders to, like, try to keep either keep those tickets or get them to a Michigan fan? Or is it, you know what, if, it, if they can get 200 bucks for the ticket, then, oh, well, you know, more power to them. You know, I mean, if you're a Michigan fan – be a Michigan fan, do whatever you can to help out the team. And if you have tickets to the game, go to the game. You know, if you want them to win, I mean, having a home field advantage in most cases certainly helps. So, if, I mean, I, I've the last few Ohio State games I've been to, I think I've been to two or three in the last 10 years. And every single time, even when the stadium is full, like you hear the O-H-I-O. It's not just at the yep. end of the game. Like we saw that picture, like, it was a sea of red. I mean, it's the entire game. You're hearing O-H-I-O in the big house. Like, it, it's embarrassing, man. It's got to be at least half of the entire stadium is full of Ohio State fans. It's sad. And there's no, there's no um, you know, there's no home field advantage there. I get that people are just like, all right, just win and then I'll go. Like, I understand that point. But if you're the person that's selling that ticket to an Ohio State fan and giving up that home field advantage for, for your the team you're a fan of, you're a sucker, dude. Like, you you don't deserve to have tickets. I I agree. Kalen, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, in my world, like, people who are season ticket holders are as passionate about the team as I am. And to me, that means that you either go to the game or maybe I'm just a psychopath. And, like, if I'm going to sell my tickets... I'm going to like vet who I'm selling them to and be like, okay, this is a, a Michigan fan. Good. This is, you know, my auntie bringing her kid to her first Michigan game, you know, something like that. I'm not selling my tickets to, you know, Joe Snaggletooth from Ohio. <laughs> like that goes against everything I stand for. So I personally believe that if you're a season ticket holder, you owe it not just to the team, but to yourself to like be protective of that because there's plenty of other people who are probably more wildly passionate than you are, who would love that season ticket. So it's and your duty. Would pay the same, right? Like there are probably Michigan fans out there. Haven't been to a Michigan Ohio state game would love to, you know, and I, I, I get it. It's hard. You put it on Craigslist, you put it on stuff hub, whatever you don't, you don't, know who's buying it you know i get it but there's got to be a little bit of pride there right like you said caitlin like that goes against everything and i i you know look at it a little bit like ohio state penn state i know that's not the game but penn state and ohio state penn state's only beat them once in the last 10 years they fill happy valley every fucking year and it's a you know it's a night game it's crazy incredible sight a true home team advantage and they've you know they've beat them almost you know just as much as we have which is barely ever in the last 10 years and so why you know 
tell me why Ohio State fans aren't like piling into Happy Valley. You know, why do Penn State fans keep their tickets? So I, I just think it's a little bit of a pride thing. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I get it, you know, get your money, whatever. But you know what? If you're not going to go to the Ohio State game, then don't buy season tickets. Somebody else will. And you know what? Then then we can at least see Maize and Blue in there and, and get somewhat of a home field advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, Kalen, I'm with you. If, if you're going to sell your tickets, sell them to a Michigan fan. If you vet them and, and you know, they are, you know, they're a Michigan fan, I'm totally fine with that. Don't tell them to a, don't sell them to an Ohio State fan. Yeah. And like, even though this sounds bad, I'll say it. I would rather you just don't sell your ticket and you just go like, eh, I'm not going. And the stadium's empty than yeah. no Ohio, than a bunch of Ohio State fans. I would rather that. Love it. I agree. I get it that people want to get their money back because you can like you can almost get your entire, you know, season's money back by selling maybe the Ohio State game and one other game. I get it. Maybe it's a financial thing, whatever. I I don't know. It's just it it, I, I get it, too, that like, you know, you realize that we haven't beat them in fucking two decades and you want it, you know, you you don't want to go and watch them get beat 62 to 39 again. But it's like, I think that if we fill that stadium and give a good home field advantage, maybe that helps the talent gap a little bit, at least it's got to, you know, help some. Uh, so I don't know. We also, we just got a DM on Twitter and he said, OSU fan here, but just wanted to say your account cracks me up. So, Hey, hey. So maybe we like the Ohio State people. We're <laughs> we're building friendships over here. Rose, a man of the people. Uh, building bridges. <laughs> I love to see it. Uh, maybe they'll be nicer to me when I go to Columbus next time. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. I I was gonna say too, like I've been to every single Ohio State game, home and away, since 2016. And you know what? I'm I'm not like over it i'm still gonna go this year like it's not like i've given up you know i've i definitely don't feel the same way that i did in 2016 but right you know i i think that that's where like people are like oh fuck michigan until you know i'm not going to that game until they win one it's like i've literally seen it with my own two eyes every single year maybe i'm a moron for continuing to go but (laughs) i am you know gotta support your team no, there's something to be said for, like, a passionate fan base, right? I think your Penn State example was actually a really good example. But, like, look at those teams down south, right? SEC yeah. teams, they can be having a terrible season, and the stadium's still full. Crowd, you know, is still doing some crazy cheer or whatever. And, like, that environment really makes the program. And so the fact that we haven't, like, really developed that fan culture, I feel like, and have that like devoted fan culture does kind of hurt the program in some ways. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, what we see Penn state, they've got a devoted fan culture, A&M, um, bam. I mean, basically every sec school, big 12 school, but you don't see it at Michigan, even a, a bunch of big 10 schools. I mean, Michigan just doesn't have it. And it's the blue hairs, man. That's what I'm gonna blame it on blue <laughs> hairs and the fucking people that are old as shit running things and it's they're they're just it's a no fun zone it is a no fun zone it is i mean but i think to you guys point you know auburn's probably beat alabama the same number of times that we've beaten ohio state or close to it it's like that lopsided i I think auburn's better off than we are at least i can remember everybody's better off than we are but (laughs) i mean it's like 
It's kind of similar. I feel like since the kick six, they haven't won, have they? Yeah, they did. They won uh, two or three years ago. Did they? Yeah. I feel like Auburn wins every three or four years. Yeah, Michigan's more like Texas. What was that? Michigan's more like a Texas. Yeah, you're right. They always talk about how great they are at the beginning of the season. And then, you know, big turd. And then Oklahoma comes in and puts up 78 points on them. What I heard something with uh, Paul Feinbaum earlier this week where uh, some other ESPN reporter was like, Texas is, you know, they look great. They got Coach Sark. Like, they're going to really be a force and all this stuff. <laughs> and then they go to Feinbaum. He goes like, yeah, Texas is irrelevant. I don't even know what we're talking about. See that? We, we talked about this a long time ago, but that's why I'm glad that Michigan didn't get Matt Campbell. There's no expectations for Michigan to do well this year. I'm glad <laughs> we can go through an offseason with that. That's true. Um, yeah, but I would love to have a little bit of optimism. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. But that one, you just get crushed, you know. And but now, it, it, it's, it's a nice break from the norm. I year. agree with that. I agree with that. We needed it after a two and four season too. Like Jesus if we, Christ, I, I still say, forget we went fucking two and four. I know. Let's say like we went two and four. We get Matt Campbell in the off season, and it's just like everyone's like all of a sudden back on the hype train. And hype we, train all over again. Like so even though the talent is still the same as it's going to be same. where we are now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So the uh the other thing for Ohio State and. I apologize because it's it is June 9th and we've talked about Ohio State the entire podcast, but it's it's like all over social right now too. So Michigan finally puts up something in the locker room. They haven't had the clock going since Brady Hoke. They haven't had a whole lot up that is about Ohio State in quite some time now. And they put up, you know, it went all over social media. It went, you know, Barstool did a whole. Uh, story on it as well, uh, but it said, "What did it say? What are you doing to beat Ohio State today?" Yeah. And so, what do you guys think? Is this like, all right, finally we're actually prioritizing this game. We're making it meaningful. We, uh, Jim's, you know, making it seem that this is more important than every other game. Um, or is it like too little, too late? Like, really, you're doing this, you know, when they after they've beaten you six times in a row, like, you know. What do you I've got, I've got two things on it. So, I, I, I mean, we've talked about this forever. I, I'm glad they have some sort of motivation up in the weight room to, to signify that this is an important game and this is what Michigan football is all about, right? Like you're supposed to beat Ohio State. That's how you succeed. The fact that what is said is the only thing up there is the only thing that we've seen that is up there is not my favorite. Uh, I wish it could be something else. Um, you know, I'm, again, I'm glad it's up there. You know, better better late than never. I'm glad it's something. Second thing, that Ohio's Taint article from Barstool Sports, that fucking idiot, does he not know that Ohio State has Michigan shit covering their walls in their weight room? That, I mean, what I a did, fucking dickhead, that guy. He's a loser. And, I like, I'm a Barstool fan fan like i'm a fan of like a lot of their content and a oh, lot of yeah. their guys 100%. you know but like and it's i mean if if barstool what is it barstool tate that's what it is ohio's tate ohio's tate might be it might as well like be taint ohio's better. taint yeah. yeah yeah i like that um <laughs> i i mean 
obviously I'm going to hate him just because he's an Ohio State guy, but like that's a fucking loser article. That's a yeah. loser article for the where you can like it's the winningest team and you can almost not go wrong with it. And he still made it into a loser article where it was like very obvious, like you said, they have an actual shrine to the game in their right. own locker room and they talk about it all day, every day. And then he mocks Michigan for putting one thing up. Like, I mean, if anything, the route he should have taken was this is the only thing you have up in the weight room. That's why we kill you guys every year. You know, you should that's see all what Ohio doing. State has. on Michigan. Yeah, but he's like, oh, they have something in in the uh, in their weight room about Ohio right. State. Da, 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 da. It's like, yeah, it's like, dude, what are you talking about? That was, <laughs> do you even know your what, program? How do I know your program better than you know your program? Exactly. That that was what pissed me off the most was like people uh, being like, oh my god, Ohio State lives rent free in Michigan's head. First of all, they have that shrine. Second of all, it's a rivalry. That's what yeah. rivalries are. You live rent-free in each other's head. That's Michigan, Michigan State. It's Michigan, Ohio State. It's Michigan, Notre Dame a lot of the times. Like, that's the point of college athletics, and that's the point of rivalries that you play over and over again. Is That's why it makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Kalen, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on Jack's team there. I mean, I'm glad they have something. What they do have is not my favorite. But, like, I can't complain too much, right? Right. <laughs> so you're just like, okay, like, it's better than what you had before. Uh, yeah, it's a step I, in the right direction. Yeah. But I would it, go ahead, Kim. It's like, it's like, no, I, I really have nothing to say. It's, it's good and it's bad. That's pretty much it. <laughs> what I, what I would love is constant, like, lowlights of the game like past the the last 10 years this is what's happened the last 10 years you've been you've been killed you've been mocked you've been all of this have the countdown clock right above it you know something that's like really motivational like I don't I don't mind the what have you done to you know today to beat Ohio State like maybe put that on like a little plaque above the entrance to the weight room you know you see it every day before you go in and then when you know you go in you've got you know that little whatever um, yeah, but I again, think, I can't complain too much. It's better than nothing. It's a step in the right direction, but I, I would just love a little bit more, you know? Yeah. I think like you can have that. What have you done to beat Ohio state today? But then like below that should be the score of the game for the past 10 years. Yeah. I, what I would do is I'd put like a play of each, each of the guys that are in the weight room when they're coming in to lift, it's a constant loop of them getting absolutely burnt by an Ohio state guy. Hey, yeah. You want you want us to stop playing this? Don't get fucking burnt. And that's pretty simple. We're going to keep playing this until you do that. It's negative reinforcement. I'd play it on a loop of 2016 when what's his nuts the running back like jumped into the end zone in the uh, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Man. Yeah, that like rent free in my head, I'll tell you that. It, I know. <laughs> I I see that come on on Twitter and I scroll as quickly as possible past yeah. it. So I mean, I'm just saying I, I would hope that the players care as much as we care about that and it lives there because, like, that would piss me off every day. And I think I would be able to put on 10 more pounds on the squat rack that day if I, would, like, went over and watched that shit, you know? And, and so, again, and again for us, like, not to say that we don't think the players do. Yeah. Um, we don't care enough, right? Like, it's like – it's just this Michigan culture that it seems like the university won't – you know, they won't – accept it and they don't like you know they don't fight for this to be like a big thing and like 
you know, say that we really do care about beating Ohio State. It's like, oh, we're above it all kind of thing. Like, you know, like yeah. embrace that culture of like they're kicking your ass and like, you know, get these kids motivated any way you can. Right. And I think I think it was a couple years ago now. Urban Meyer had that like, how do you respect a rivalry speech he gave to his team? And yeah, part yeah. of that is like engaging in the rivalry, but not in like a not in a way where I feel like we were doing it for a while, guaranteeing wins, things like that. It's more like, you know, the day in, day out grind. And that was kind of what he was preaching to his team. And you can tell they obviously have embraced that and we are barely scratching the surface. There, there were actually a former, a couple former Ohio State players that that went on Twitter, and b- they both said, like, one of them said, "I had no idea what this rivalry was before I came to Ohio State." Like, I, he was from, you know, somewhere else, not from Michigan, Ohio State, or or whatever. And he said, within a few months, I already, I hadn't even played Ohio or Michigan yet. I already hated them, and. Then he also said, but it felt like when we played them, he was like, it felt like I hated them and they didn't hate me back for some reason. Right. And so like, you know, whether Michigan, whether you want to say, yeah, Michigan players, I'm sure they care. Like if we're not, like you said, Jack, it's not like we're like saying that they don't give a shit about the game. But I mean, when uh, the opposing team like says that they can feel the difference, then that's saying something, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what this reminds me of? Ro, I don't know if you can relate to this, but Jack, this reminds me of when we were like playing baseball at Pioneer and uh, like one of the coaches was like, Huron's your big rival. And we were like, we were like, (laughs) Like, Huron's ass, dude. (laughs) Like maybe like inner city, but you know, but like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Huron was like our, like, I'm I'm saying this, like how Michigan, Michigan State's supposed to be. Huron was like our Michigan State where Michigan should be dominating them. And Salim was our, our Ohio State. Like, that was the big game we got up for. Right. That was what we were excited for. Um, but, yeah, fucking yeah. Huron. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, that, but it just it just seems like, I don't know. What do you – because I, I do say we were talking about it last night too. Like, you kind of are in a no-win situation when you put this stuff up. You put it up and – some people are going to say finally, but other people are going to be like, are you kidding me? You can't even beat them. Why are you putting that up there? You know? So it's like, you're always going to get shit on. There's always going to be comments for every Michigan football post on Instagram in the comments. Please beat Ohio state. You suck. Just yeah. beat Ohio state. don't <laughs> care. You know, don't care about your facilities. Beat Ohio state, blah, blah, blah. Like until you do beat them, you are in a no win situation. Right. So it's a yeah. little bit tough there, but like, you know, like you guys said, it, at least it's something. I'll take anything at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, I don't know. What else? Do you guys got anything else you want to touch on? I did. I We got a tweet um, while we were on here as well. Say, I would never sell my tickets to a buck nut. I'd burn them instead. Dave, countdown Dave on Twitter. We need more of you, man. We need more of you. <laughs> I love it. Maybe that's what we need to do. We just need to have like some sort of uh, like powwow in front of the big house when on Ohio State Day and just be like, if you sold your tickets to a Buckeye fan, you're not allowed in. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll get those signs out there. Jesus hates the Buckeyes. <laughs> <laughs> we got the horns that like the, the speakers that they. Oh, man. Jeez. All right. Well, 
That is enough. That's enough Ohio State talk for June. We we'll try and keep away for the next like two months or something. Um, I'm sure we won't be able to, but we'll try. Yeah, we, there's no way. There's no way. Uh, I will say so. Another very very interesting. I don't even know what you want to call it. Wild story. Obviously, not a great story for Michigan. Is this whole Shen Beckler, Dr. Anderson thing with you know back when when the um, Dr. Anderson was treating. Football players and other athletes, he was sexually harassing them. Apparently, you know, these these stu- these uh, these athletes are coming forward saying that Bo knew about it. And now the biggest thing that came out earlier today was that Bo's adopted son was also sexually harassed by Dr. Anderson. And Bo even covered that up is is what he's saying. And so apparently, you know, what's going to come out tomorrow is this. I think his name is Matt, Matt Schembechler. He's going to come out publicly and talk about it. And wow, this could be a very wild ride. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's like a tearing down of the statue. Like, you know, I don't even know. I mean, in the next week, there could be. Um, I was told by somebody that like the, the changing of a building name for anything is all at the university level, not the athletic department level. So and the process takes a really long time. So hmm. they won't be able to do that right away, but they may be able to take the statue down or do some of that stuff. Um, but it's just kind of weird because it's been the team, the team, the team for a really long time now. And it's been all about Bo and all that stuff. And we've tried to get back to that, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be weird, guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a Joe Paterno type scandal. That's a lot of information is coming out. I mean, you look at, you know, their careers at each university. I mean, Joe Paterno and Bo Schembechler are pretty much kind of down the same road. And I mean, going along this line too. Uh, I mean, obviously just feel awful for these kids that went through that and that had, that got covered up and I mean, shit, Schembechler's adopted son. Like that's, I mean, poor kid, man. I mean, I just hope, I just hope these kids are getting taken care of and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, I guess. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's been the team, the team, the team for a while. That's a that's a whole rebrand at that point. Yeah, that's a, that's a great. Yeah, I never looked at it from that perspective. So we'll have to, uh, you know, just hold on and see where this goes. Yeah, I mean, it, the weirdest part too is that it was only I think less than a week ago that Harbaugh came out himself and somewhat defended Bo. He he gave his personal experience and said. The bow I knew didn't let, you know, didn't sweep anything under the rug. He didn't give any specifics or anything like that. Um, it was a bit of a non-answer from Harbaugh, but only gave his own experience. But a lot of people took it in the way that he was defending Bo and, and all this stuff. And then this comes out right after. So I, I think everyone's in a really weird spot right now. And it'll be really interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, none of it's going to be good. I'll say that. It's not, co- yeah. it's not good for anyone. So. Um, and, and I think you have to think about, you know, you want to defend Michigan, of course, and you're, you know, as a fan, as uh, alumni out there, as former players, all that stuff, but you got to think about the survivors and all that stuff too. It's, you know, I think take it all into perspective and think that there are actual people out there as well. So it'll be interesting, but, uh, that is not a, an off season topic we were expecting to cover this year. I don't think we are thinking <laughs> not at all quarterback situation harbaugh new coaches weren't expecting that so um we'll see how that plays out 
All right, you guys got anything you want to touch on before we take off here? I am golden. All right. Yeah, nothing for cool. me. All right, well, we'll probably have a lot more to talk about there uh, by by next week and probably a lot more recruiting. Uh, I know basketball recruiting is starting to hype up a lot too. I mean, Amazing. the difference between like every time I see something <laughs> about basketball recruiting, it's completely positive, and every time yeah. I see something about football recruiting, it's negative. And so <laughs> it's like wild where those two different programs are at. But we'll have an update there, and we'll have an update on a lot of the other stuff that's going on. So um, you can follow us at Blue by Ninety on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Blue by Ninety Podcast on YouTube as well. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue.